friends. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Beyond Consciousness. We've made it to episode three. Again, I'm sorry for the long wait. We're going to jump right in today. It's not going to be a long episode. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. I wanted to talk about some of the techniques that I used at the beginning of my journey and how they helped me at least start my healing process. Some of these are kind of practical. And as you can see in the description of the show notes, I put it's not going to be like a wow factor because it's not really a wow factor, these first few. <laughs> um, they are very practical. Practical. Um, I'm going to do my best to get through this really quickly here. Again, I just want to stop and say whether you're religious, spiritual, in between, or none of the none of the above, I ask that you give all of the tips and tricks that I will be going over in this episode and the upcoming episodes a try. Try to keep an open mind and open heart and see how these things work for you because you never know unless you try, right? So if you walk into this thinking this is hocus pocus or if you think that's not going to work, it's too practical and you have a bunch of negative expectations, then that's likely what you are going to get. Um, after doing this for so long, I can just really testify that what you put out into the universe is what you will receive. Um, having said that, I have, like I said, I've been there, done that. So I am not expecting for you to come into this journey with fuzzy, warm feelings and positive vibes. I mean, you know, I, I guess some of you might, but realistically, I'm expecting most of us are are not coming in like that, right? So don't feel stressed out or bad if it takes you a while to really be consistent in finding your routine, what works for you, what gets you going, what gets you started, what keeps you consistent. Um, just try to put your preconceived notions aside if they're negative and just kind of let things flow that's something, again, maybe I should have mentioned in the earlier episodes. Maybe I did. I don't quite remember. But just let things flow. Let go of the expectations that you think you're going to have and just kind of let things flow at first, okay? Really just enjoy the process, I guess is what I'm saying. So moving right along, I mentioned in the previous episode about um, the subconscious mind and meditation and yoga, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we're going to be talking about um, in this one, just meditation and yoga. I'm just going to put two things in this episode. We'll move on to the rest as we go along. Okay, friends? So the very first techniques, excuse me, techniques. I can't talk today. I've been stumbling and stuttering all day. I just had to stop and say that. So I am so sorry. But <laughs> I started using yoga and meditation. Those were the first things that I felt comfortable doing, again, because they're normal things to do. They're very practical, and I heard that they work. They're good for your body, good for your soul, your spirit, your mind, all of that, right? So it's like, those are practical, they're easy to do, and most importantly for me, I can do them in the very comfort of my own home. So there you go. Um, I started a routine of doing yoga, I think about mm, two at the most three times a week. And then right after yoga, I would practice meditation. I don't know why I never did it before. Um, yoga, I just felt like I had too much tension and energy built up. So I felt like after I did my yoga, I felt like looser and more calm and everything. So that's why I would meditate after. Again, to each their own. Um, and I want you to notice that I said that um, I would practice meditation 
Um, because if you have never meditated before, and if you're like me, just like a big ball of anxiety and someone who is always trying to plan and goes down the list of things they need to do and just spirals down this rabbit hole, um, it's going to be extremely hard to quiet your mind. Let me tell you, I was so extremely frustrated and angry during this process of learning to meditate and sit in the silence and quiet my mind because if you guys know me personally, my mind is hard to quiet. I'm always on the go. I'm always thinking, thinking, thinking steps ahead. It's even when I'm trying to sleep, my mind is constantly going. So these techniques that I'll be going over in the um, future episodes, they'll really help you guys with that if you're kind of like me, or at least I hope they will because they work for me, right? So um, for most of the population, uh, you know, your brain is kind of just like on autopilot. We're not trained to sit in the silence and train ourselves to be in control. Meditation will definitely help with that. It'll help you stop letting your mind run amok and be in control and um, Again, if you're into manifesting like me, then that is also going to help you with that aspect as well. So there are a multitude of different types of meditation practices. I'm just going to go over the ones that I started off with, and then I'll tell you the one that I'm currently trying to master and work on and find a teacher for. Um, just because honestly, there's so many different types and categories and um that would just take forever and ever and ever. If you guys want me to get like a list of different types of meditation practices and really break them all down for you, I can. And then you can decide which ones you want to do and what's best for you. Let me know. Again, you can go to beyondconsciousness.net and they're on the contact page. You can send in requests um, to do so. Um, we'll speak about whatever you want to talk about. Um, but I'm just going to go over what I did. So, I had no idea, again, what I was doing. So in the beginning, guess, yes, I started with guided meditation, which I'm sure you all know is when you let someone guide you through a meditation. This can be in person or via soundtrack. It's easy um, to look one up on Spotify, YouTube, whatever platform you listen to with all the technology that we have today. Um, but very simple. That's what I started off with because I didn't know what else to do. Um, guided meditation is not anything that I like to do now. Let me just say that um, because I've learned to do it on my own, have learned to quiet my mind and just do it all by myself. Guided meditation honestly kind of annoys me now. Some people really love it. Some people just like to do guided meditation. I'm not one of those people. I loved it when I first started because it's really helpful for me to figure out what I should be doing and learning how to kind of guide my own mind, um, but not anymore. But that's where I started. I've also done mindfulness meditation. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Again, I told you guys I was stuttering and rambling. Oh my gosh, see? Ah, so mindfulness meditation, which is when you are learning how to quiet your mind, you let your thoughts pass, and you're just technically being an observer of your thoughts. I really prefer this type of meditation now that I've mastered it. Um... It's quite interesting and calming when you kind of just let your mind think that it's in control and you kind of let things pop up and flow and just kind of make a note of it. Hmm, that's interesting and let it flow by so you can come back to it later when you're not meditating. Um, I really, really enjoyed this type of meditation. There's also Zazen. I think I'm saying it right. I can never remember. Or as you may know, Zen meditation, that's Z-E-N. 
in which you sit, or if you're more comfortable because some people don't like sitting, here's the back, I get it. You can lie down and just focus on the movement of your breath in and out of your abdomen. Now, this is different from um, diaphragm breathing, which is also another type of meditation. Um, it's something completely different. You can look that up. I'm not going to be talking about that one unless you guys want me to talk about it in another episode. But you're really just monitoring your breath in and out of your abdomen. Some people will even count their breaths because it helps them focus. Um, I think when I was still learning how to meditate, I kind of transitioned to this one for a little bit because it kind of, like I said, allowed me to focus on something instead of just jumping straight into mindfulness meditation. Um, where you're not really supposed to be focusing and you're just kind of supposed to be like letting things pass and observe. Um, and then, you know, when I got better, I moved on to mindfulness. So I guess the Zen meditation is technically the second meditation technique that I used. There's also progressive muscle relaxation, which, um, I mean, to me, it's kind of a meditation technique. I don't know if everyone will consider it as one, again, to each their own. But progressive muscle relaxation, I did not learn about until I took a class about managing stress in my undergrad. It's basically when you focus on the muscles in your body, um, mostly the larger muscles, like for example, like your calf muscles, I guess, um, you put all your focus on squeezing or tensing those muscles, and then you slowly kind of release. I love doing this because while I, when I do it, I actually... Um, visualize the tension or negative energy leaving my body and I do feel less tense when I do it actually really helps um, relieve stress for me um, so if you never heard about it before look up um, progressive muscle relaxation it's very interesting there's also vipassana meditation I always butcher that word um, it's v-i-p-a-s-s-a-n-a -S -S meditation to me, this is kind of like progressive muscle relaxation, except we're not tensing and releasing any muscles. We are simply focusing on different parts of our body and the sensations we feel before, before excuse me again, before moving on to another one. Um, so let's just say you start at your toes or maybe your whole foot. You kind of just, in your mind, zone in on that area as a whole Notice some sensations, the feelings that you're feeling there, and then maybe you move to your ankles and you work your way up to your calf, your knee, your thigh, so on and so forth, all the way up to your head and then back down again. You're technically just doing a full-on body scan and observing and really understanding how your body is feeling, why maybe you're feeling that way in that part of your body, or is, is there pain there, is there tension, is there aches, what's going on? I also really like doing this one as well. Um... So again, that was very quick. That's what I wanted to start off with um, in terms of practical tools. That is what I started off with. And those are still meditation practices that I do to this day. Um, the one that I'm really trying to master is called transcendental meditation, which I heard is very, very powerful. I heard that if you can do it on your own or if you're for, or of course, if you can find someone who um, teaches transcendental meditation, which I have yet to find anybody that I want to um, go to and learn from yet. I've been researching it, but I haven't found anyone. So if you guys know of anybody, please let me know. Um, but I heard you can really get in touch with your subconscious and the higher power this way. And, you know, again, I live my life through manifestation and meditation and 
um, mindfulness living. So um, this is something that I'm very super interested in. I think that's something that everyone should be interested in and eventually work their way um, up towards this. So again, transcendental meditation, she'll look it up. It's amazing. Um, and the reason why I kind of started off with uh, meditation and yoga, which reminds me yoga, um, that I still do. I don't do it as faithfully as I did before. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. And I'm really trying to pick that back up just because my living situation has kind of changed. I'm kind of moving around a little bit. But um, yoga, I really, really love doing because it also calmed my spirit and my mind and my body. And it's also really good for you. It loosens up your muscles and it makes you stronger and it's definitely healthy for you. So yoga. Okay. But I started off with these because I just really wanted to get balance in my life and I needed to know how to calm the storm in my head and the train wreck of emotions I was having. And these helped me to calm myself and help me recenter when needed which way back when it was all the time. I needed it all the time. <laughs> but I'm glad I learned these different techniques because when it came to manifesting later on in life, when I learned about manifesting, um, sitting in the silence and having like some type of routine going already to get my mind and body ready for this practice, um, it was very beneficial and helpful. So that's... Um, something that I just want to lay out there for you guys if you guys are open to it to maybe try doing those things first again you can do it any any type of physical activity that you want doesn't have to be yoga I just really like yoga um so those are tools to help you manage your thoughts emotions and your stress I also started journaling um I journaled how I felt and the thoughts that I was observing after meditating so you know how I was talking about mindfulness meditation and also the body scanning meditation. Um, while I was doing the meditating, I was doing the practice as it should have been, but I just made a little mental note. So that way when I would come out of the meditation, I'd be like, oh, well, that was interesting. I wonder why that thought came up. I would journal down the thought that I had or the emotion that I had when I was body scanning or um, when a thought came up, the emotions that I had, just so that way when I went back to it later when I was working on like the forgiveness work and like I said digging down to the roots of like needing to heal and um, everything I could reference those and kind of look and analyze and see like hmm, maybe this has something to do with it kind of thing which a lot of the times it did so there you go it worked it helped me <laughs> but um, I feel like it's really important honestly to get what's in your head onto paper um, some people call it mind dumping because people do it, but right before bed, um, you can do it at any time of the day. It really doesn't matter. Um, but you should definitely do a mind declutter and mind dump and just really write down all your thoughts and feelings on paper. Even if you're not doing meditation, I really think journaling is a really good practice for you to really see what's plaguing your mind and to see what needs to be uprooted and what can stay. So maybe they start thinking about getting a journal um, to do so. And the third and final practical tool that I'm going to be talking about today is just finding an outlet for my emotions. Aside from journaling, meditation, yoga, and just being in my home and doing these practices, I really wanted to get out into the world because I was a very active person um, before I just started really, really spiraling. I 
used to be outside all the time, hanging out with my friends. Um, I loved, loved hiking. I love music. I love festivals. I love fairs. I love animals, like I said before. So I just really am an outdoorsy person. Um, so you really should find an outlet to help you declutter and clear your mind, get fresh air, and really just get in touch with the universe and spirit and recenter yourself outside of those um, other things. And for me, that was really um, hiking. So I went back to hiking. I went back to me and my little fur baby going outside and hiking um, different locations and kind of just traveling and being outdoors. It really helps me relax and clear my mind. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Sometimes I would just go outside to have a good cry. I would go on a hike and sometimes while I was out there, I got in my feelings and I would cry. I would be sitting there and not all of them would be negative emotions. Sometimes um, I would be very, very happy all of a sudden. And I would start crying emotionally from that. Like, don't go out there trying to force yourself to cry. Like, oh my gosh, I have to release emotions. I need to cry. That's not what I'm talking about. I just sometimes would go out there and because of however I was feeling at that time, I would allow myself to release that energy and it often came out in tears. Not a bad thing. It was good. Um, so you guys, those are the most practical tools. I'm going to leave you with that right now. Um, again, I said that this was going to be very quick um, just because those are the techniques that I used right, right in the beginning. And those are something that you can kind of work on right away um, until I come back in my next episode. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about re reprogramming the subconscious mind. And then eventually we will get into the more spiritual and religious-based tools. I'll talk to you guys about how I used and still utilize these things in my everyday life. Um, but for now, I just wanted to give you guys at least those little um, exercises or what have you. So that way, maybe you can start trying them and see how they work for you. I'm a firm believer that you need to do something for at least a month consistently or give it at least two weeks of consistency just before you start to feel a shift in your life until you start to notice a difference. I fully think it means you need a month. Um, some people don't need a month, but I think a month of consistency consistency is good for you. So have at it. Give those things a try. Or if there's any other practical tools um, that you think would be helpful for you or that you want to use, by all means, share that with me. I'd love to hear about it and, you know, um, try it out, share it with somebody else. Maybe they need it. Who knows? Um, but again, thank you for listening. Um, if you like what you heard or you know someone who might, please share and subscribe. You can do so at beyondconsciousness.net.com.